0: Refreshing, delicious and packed with the good stuff. It's The Juice with Louise Wilkinson on Newcastle Live Radio. Well, here she is for the first time in 2022. Tony Knight, welcome back to The Juice. Woo!
1: Oh, <laughs> and just loving being here. Here we are another year.
0: Yes, I, we successfully got to the other side of the year.
1: Whew. Yeah, I know. It was looking a bit hairy there for a while. It but was. We've done it. Yes, and I hope everyone else listening has too.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. And I uh, hope you had a, a wonderful Christmas and a and a fabulous New Year. And um you know, there's there's. A lot of we're getting back online, uh, you know, as a society. I mean, December was very, very busy for everybody. Um, there was mm-hmm. no bandwidth for a lot of self reflection or getting on top of inner work because we were just in the doing, weren't we?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really were. And, and, you know, it would come as no surprise that I am a big fan of stepping out of the chaos from time to time and, you know, doing some of that reflective work, some of that big picture work. And if people have time about now, this would be an excellent way to start
0: 2022. Yes, 100%. And you're right. Everyone does sort of do a little bit of a um, an assessment on themselves and their lives and how yeah. they want it to work. Uh and uh, I know that uh, prior to December, you know, we did, we did a, a thing on how to make our New Year's resolutions stick, uh, which, was, which was extremely helpful. But we have identified some things that we might like to change about ourselves. Habits that no longer serve us, uh, behaviours that no longer serve us. And you have a little therapy tool in your back pocket that you like to pull out in these situations, don't you?
1: I do indeed Louise that's a beautiful way to put it (laughs) and I'm talking here about hypnotherapy hypnosis yes that's right
0: okay so uh Everybody's heard of hypnotherapy and and if you've never experienced it before, you kind of go, oh, look, it's not going to work on me. How do do I know it works? What's going on? And is the therapist going to make me, uh, you know, quack like a duck and flap my arms like a chicken? Uh, Because I've seen the TV shows and that's just not what it's about, is it?
1: (laughs) No, it's not, but it's very funny because um, people do ask me that question and the people that don't ask me that question probably are wondering the answer to that question but may not be game enough to ask. Yes. And I think it's a really great place to start because hypnotherapy, uh, its obviously it's a tool that I use and I really love, uh, but it does come with a lot of baggage. It has a fascinating history that I won't go into, uh, but you know, I think it's it's um, very a very valid question for people because they see stage hypnotists. Most of us have been there live or seen it on telly. And it does appear like they're controlling people, like they have control um, and getting people to do crazy things. And um, people have, you know, jokingly said to me, oh, you know, you're going to get me to bark like a dog. <laughs> and I say to them, only if you want to. But no. <laughs> We've never done that. So what's the difference between stage hypnotism and hypnotherapy? Yes. Is, I guess, the implied question. Yes. And it turns out they're not very similar to each other. Right. So while they employ some of the basic same techniques, uh, they're going after a different crowd. And so one of the things to understand about hypnotherapy is that it is not mind control and it is done only with your willingness. It will not work any other way. Yes. So, Louise, I know you're a fairly outgoing person and you don't mind getting up on the stage as a volunteer to that, um, that stage hypnotist.
0: And have. that? <laughs> yes, yes, yes,
1: doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, but that's the point, is that people that are prepared to be hypnotised and know ahead of time what's going to happen are submitting themselves willingly. Yes. And that's a big deal. So, for example, I would not be one of those people that would go up on the hypnotist stage because I'm not willing to bark like a dog or cluck like a chicken in front of 500 people. And so if someone had dragged me up on that stage and the hypnotist tried to hypnotise me to do those things, guess what? Wouldn't work. It wouldn't
0: work. Mm.
1: It wouldn't work. Why? Because I'm in control. Yes. I'm not, and I'm not willing to do those things. And so, if you've ever been or seen one of those shows, you'll notice that not only do they call willing volunteers, so hello, you've already got people that are willing to do it, but they do test the hypnotizability of people, usually using an arm clasp. Now, that's yes,
0: yes. Like, you remember it, it? Yeah, I do. You remember it? It's yep. coming back. Yeah. Yep.
1: So that's the second thing. So the first thing I want to say is that you they a hypnotherapist or a hypnotist cannot control you. They are working with your willingness to make change. And when you focus the right way, it becomes easier to make that change and that's what they're doing. But the second thing um, is that um, not only can they not control you, but you have the capacity to be able to, you know, like resist or say no or, Feel that you know this isn't working on you now hypnosis works with most people to some extent all right there are some people that just simply cannot experience a trance state or be hypnotized that's yeah. true most people can experience at least something of a trance state because what hypnosis really is is a state of focused attention so is it an alternative state well Yes and no. And there's still a lot of conjecture. I'll talk about the um, state of hypnosis research a little later. But if you think of it as a a state of focused attention, some people are going to be able to enter that state quite easily and some people are going to experience a lot of difficulty. Mm. So, Louise, you happen to be one of those people who can be hypnotised quite easily and quite deeply. You can experience a deep (laughs) level of trance. Uh, and so, you know, you would benefit tremendously from hypnotherapy. For those people that maybe don't experience as deep a level of trance as you, but can go into a light trance, in other words, they could be kind of internally focused to some extent. And by the way, when you are um, hypnotized repeatedly, it becomes easier to enter that more focused state. Yeah. And that's usually because people know what to expect, they're not as anxious about it. They can let go and relax, and that turns out to work really well. It's quite helpful. Yes. All right. But those people can benefit from hypnotherapy as well, even if they are not as suggestible, not as able to kind of get into that absorbed state. But what a stage hypnotist is doing is looking for those people that will be comfortable with the process, go straight into an absorbed state quite easily because they're the most hypnotizable. Yes. Bang, bang, that's you. That's why the, that's why you <laughs> did very well on the hypnotist stage. Yeah. But the difference being, of course, that people have control and will experience differing levels of hypnotic state. And most of those levels, even feeling light ones, because it's a focused state, people will benefit from yeah. it. So I want to assure people that it's not like stage hypnotism. And it's safe. It is absolutely safe.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Well, what we might do, uh, we'll take a short break, Tony. When we come back, we'll talk about the reasons why people might want to explore hypnotherapy as a tool uh, for for things that are going on in their lives, and mm-hmm. uh, and you know how we how we go about it. So we'll be right back with Tony here on the Juice. <laughs> We're back with Tony Knight, and before the break, we were talking about hypnotherapy and the difference between therapeutic hypnotherapy and stage hypnotherapy, you know, getting up on the stage and, and quaking like a duck, uh, and that there is a fair distinction between them. So, Tony, we've got to the new year, and there are habits that we would like to change, and is hypnotherapy useful in those, in those situations?
1: Yeah, it certainly is. So I use a number of different tools to help people to change. And I think that although some people would disagree with me because there's a lot of disagreement around about, you know, the nature of hypnotherapy and what it works for and what's really going on, like the research is really very, very, you know, new, if you like, in that area and very difficult to undertake. But nevertheless, I think most people agree that for some things, hip, hypnotherapy is really, really useful. Uh, And so I think the areas where the researchers are in at least some agreement is that it's useful for things like anxiety, uh, pain, and certainly changing some behaviours. But I find that hypnotherapy can be useful as an assistant, if you like, for changing a whole bunch of things Mm. because so many mental disorders uh, have have a lot to do with how people pay attention our attention span you know the things you know when I say attention I'm talking about the things that we're consciously aware of in any moment that capacity in all of us humans is very limited with everything that's going on around us and in our past and in our future we really can only focus on a very small amount at one time and so that our attention is very precious And what hypnosis does really well is it helps direct our attention in ways that are really helpful to help us to be able to experience ourselves differently and to make changes. So um, perhaps I could give you some examples, Louise, of what I'm talking about there. Um, Hypnosis can be used to direct your attention to everyday experiences that are helpful so for example if you're experiencing pain it might be helping you to notice parts of your body or times or situations where you're not experiencing experiencing pain because our attention tends to go just to the pain if you see what I mean um, we can experience ourselves differently so if I am want if I'm helping a person to make some kind of change in their life they can feel like they can't make change or they're useless and haven't make change, made change. Hypnosis can help direct people to the times when they have made useful changes in their life. It can help direct them to their strengths and their resources, the things that they don't pay a lot of attention to but actually turn out to be really important. Mm. But here's where hypnosis really comes into its own as a, as a really marvellous creative tool. And that is that you can direct people's attention to imagined experiences. And so the hypnotic state can be one that allows us to use our imagination really powerfully um, and in really, really helpful ways. So, for example, in the current moment, um, I might help direct people's attention to um, if you like, supernatural powers or divine or religious or spiritual powers. Mm. So these, so it's tapping into, again, it's working with people's willingness. It's tapping into the things that people already believe, but it's really turning the volume up on that aspect of their experience. So having a spiritual spirit experience to help make people feel very powerful or feel very loved or feel very strong or feel very, you know, um, clever resilient etc so you can you can direct people's attention to those experiences hypnosis is also really useful for taking people into the future so it's about getting people to imagine um, the desired future that they want getting them to visualize it um, to enjoy it and this helps to really increase people's motivation to make the change because as I've said on your show in the past, Motivation comes and goes, mm. as does willpower. Yes. So having that imagined future is really helpful. But you can also, in the future, help people to imagine performing the task. So if they're trying to change a habit, if they're trying to do something differently, getting them to visualise doing that thing so that they can see or get a sense of, yes, I, I can probably do that. I probably, I can see myself doing that. It's it's It increases the possibility the likelihood that someone is going to actually do the things that are going to lead to positive change. Mm. But you can also use hypnotherapy to change the past, which is a very, very interesting area. And so as I've alluded to before on your show, I use a kind of hypnotic state to help people to deal with past trauma. And so you can't obviously change a person's memory of an actual event, but you can certainly help someone to experience the past differently now. Mm. So to change their emotional um, experience, to change how they felt about a past event, uh, and that can be extremely useful for helping people to move forward. Yeah. So as I said, hypnosis is helpful as a tool, along with uh, standing alongside other therapies to help people to pay attention to helpful aspects of their current experience, but also to fire up people's imagination and to make the past, present and future a more powerful experience for people.
0: Yeah, 100%. I get exactly what you're saying. And, um, you know, I guess wanting to change that, so the hypnotherapy basically gives people, uh, you know, sort of awakes a conscious part of their brain that will sort of you know, help to help to embed in these these new behaviors that they want to they want to start practicing and and mm-hmm. you know and it is power of suggestion, isn't it? Um, yeah, so, yeah. So how does it go with something like say quit, quitting smoking or quitting drinking or you know, say so, so for some people it works fantastically, and for others mm-hmm. it might not work as as well. So what is the you know what is the the Moving part, I guess, that makes it work well for one person and not the other.
1: There's actually a huge number of moving parts there, mm. um, and um, because all of us are different bring different things to therapy, and you're right, hypnosis is often used for changing habits such as uh, drinking and smoking, so so drug habits, and the research shows mixed evidence of how well it works. And I just want to make a note quickly because people may have seen research that says that hypnotherapy doesn't work. The problem with hypnotherapy research is that good research is done the same on everybody so that they can see whether or not it works. And, you know, um, the problem with hypnosis is that you can't do the same thing on each person. So randomised controlled trials, which is the gold standard for research, um, means that the same for each group of people, whether it's an experimental group or the control group that doesn't get the intervention, each person in that group must have the same experience so that researchers can say, ah, there's a difference between them and the only thing that's different is this. So it must be this that's causing the change. As I said, with hypnosis, we never do the same thing with everybody. Mm. Because people are complex and different, what works for one person won't work for another. And this is why hypnosis research is so hard to do. Mm. Nevertheless, has been shown to be beneficial. And so there's mixed results with regard to smoking and drinking, although anecdotally you'll hear a lot of people say that it's really helpful. Mm. So with something like smoking as an example, again, if you think about the moving parts, You're working with someone's willingness. So if someone's been sent by someone else to give up smoking, it's unlikely to work well. You might try and work at first with helping to increase someone's willingness and motivation to give up. But generally speaking, you'd want someone to be really willing and really motivated to give up smoking. And you tap into that. You change their experience of smoking. So um, with smokers, I will help them to really highlight and pay a lot of attention to the negative aspects of smoking, such as the taste, the smell, even getting them to imagine the impact of all those unhealthy, nasty chemicals in their body. Mm. So this is something that people don't pay attention to. But when you draw someone's attention to it and use their imagination to imagine what's going in their body. Suddenly now you are really ramping up big time, the negative aspects of smoking, which again increases motivation. You would also help people to see that, you know, they are strong people, they are people with resources, they don't want to do that, okay, and you provide what are called post-hypnotic suggestions that can stay with people to get them to, um, you know, beyond the session, to get them to, in moments of choice, do something else. And post-hypnotic suggestions can work wonderfully, you know, getting them just to notice things outside the session. Um, hypnosis benefits with repetition as well. So uh, I will usually give people a recording of the hypnosis session so that they can listen to it at home because turns out yeah. All hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Yes. I help to provide the right conditions for people to hypnotise themselves, but I cannot control someone, so I can't force them to go into a hypnotic state. Yeah. They do that themselves. And with the recording, they can listen to it over and over. And when you pay more attention over time to the things in the hypnosis recording, it increases the beneficial aspects of it.
0: Yeah, I completely get what you're saying there. If hypnosis is something that you want to, uh, you know, investigate uh, for yourself, where should people start to look for uh, hypnosis?
1: All right. So if they go onto the um, website for the Australian Hypnotherapy Association, what you're getting there is a listing of hypnosis practitioners that have the proper training, accreditation, insurance, etc. So, you know, you know that you're in safe hands if, you, if you're checking on the AHA um, website, the Australian Hypnotherapy Association. Having said that, every hypnotherapist has a different style uh, and so you may need to try more than one hypnotherapist to find the one that you feel like you can really work with. And that's true for any type of therapy, not yep. just hypnotherapy. But there's a lot of really good ones out there, people who are experienced who get you and know how to tap into your motivations mm. um, to help you find your resources, etc. cetera. And that's the key to doing hypnosis well is that the hypnotherapist should be listening very carefully To you, the person who wants it, so that they're providing suggestions in hypnosis that you can go, yes, yes, this is what I needed to hear, this is what I want. And you'll find yourself in hypnosis, which is kind of like a daydreaming state with your eyes closed. You know, you're awake, you're aware, okay, Mm. you're just relaxed. But in that relaxed state, you're going, yeah, yeah, you know, and so you're getting into it. You are working with the hypnotherapist because.
0: They're saying all the right things. Yeah, 100%. I love it. Tony, thank you so much for joining us for the first time in 2022. I'm excited to uh, continue our Therapy Thursday journeys with you. Uh, Always so much gold that you bring to the table. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what 2022 uh, brings for us. Yay. (laughs) Me too. Bring it on. Yeah, absolutely. That was our resident psychotherapist, Tony Knight, and you're listening to The Juice.